0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about RotoBaller.com. Win big in 2022 with RotoBaller.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use RotoBaller's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value plays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bubba on the Bat Flip, episode 128. I'm going to recap your week 14 fab, as usual, according to the NFBC Online Championships, and answer a lot of awesome listener questions. You guys came through in a big, big way this week, so we're looking forward to that as well. You can find myself on the Twitter at BDEntrick, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at Bat Flip Crazy Toby. How we doing, man?
2: Doing all right. You know, I got my Phillies hat on for JT Realmuto, who's on a little bit of a little Heaters. bit of a heater right now, uh, yes, which yes. my teams could use. I chose not to wear my Red Sox hat, which I don't have uh, with my Nick Pavetta, my 12 or 13 Nick Pavetta shares across my leagues. That's then has the Yankees on Sunday. So, yeah. oh, well, yeah. you,
1: you win some, you lose some. That is true. This was supposed to be the start. He was supposed to pitch well. So I'm with you on that one because... <clears> Big, big Nicky guy over here as well. And you know what's most surprising about your opening statement there is out of all the hats you have, you don't have a Red Sox hat and you're like a a Red Sox, like you went to so many Red Sox games when you lived back there and you don't have a Red Sox hat.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I actually do have a Red Sox hat, but I have a Red Sox hat from, from 2000 to like 2013 or something like that. It's very old. It no longer fits my head. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know why I don't have an, uh, another one. It's kind of like hard to get another, you know, like, I feel like I have so, yeah, I have so many memories of that. And it reminds me of a certain time in my life. And I was a diehard Red Sox fan for many, many years. And um, yeah, so it's hard to like, it feels so impersonal to get one. That's just like a regular, regular old hat. My son, um, he was on the Red Sox this year in little league though. So.
1: Yeah, cool. So he's got one then. So he, he's, he's got rocking one. one. He's got so he can one. be the, the the little G rolling around with the Red Sox hat. So we, we got that going for, for sure. us.
2: Although although he's a he's an A's fan, and I was gonna send out a tweet to Scott Jen said that was like, so my my son was on the A's three years ago, and now calls himself an A's fan because we've been to a couple games. How how do I get him out of this? How do I? <laughs> How do I tell him that this is a really bad idea filled with a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, and no hope? How do like, I save do him I from that? himself Yeah. <laughs>
1: while, while we still have time, while he's still young and the brain can still be molded? How can we fix this? <laughs> Oh, that's so T- good. That's tough so good. lessons to learn early, you know? Yes, life lessons. Baseball will bring many life lessons. We've, we've established that in our own life, and he's about to find one out the hard way. So uh, very, very true. Good thing is he can be like Dad and just get all the hats in the world and root for your fantasy teams. That's what uh, – I think that's what A's fans eventually start to do. That's just the way it goes.
2: You're on to something there, Bye Yes. I'm not yes. going to lie.
1: You guys can have a, a clause I- of uh, his his, and his hats. Yeah, there great. you go.
2: I- I've also got my standing desk. I'm on a, on a standing desk. I usually use a standing desk. So I'm feeling like I'm in the groove already for our show tonight.
1: Yeah, the listener questions, they, they motivated Toby. And uh, I'll have to pick his brain later because I've been looking at standing desks potentially. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. So it'll be something else because I don't mind sitting down. but I can't sit down as much as I do. So it's, uh, yeah, standing desk. But people don't need to hear that whole podcast. We can t- take that oh, one. Man. That, that one
2: will head. be on the subscriber only yeah. channel exactly like, that's a special you know, edition paid only yep
1: gotta get the special special goods for that that and we'll finish it up with some s'mores talk so that's how that one will work but oh, um yeah, for sure all right let's talk fab as usual for those keeping track at home we use the nfpc online championships 12 teamers because it kind of formats to most people that play 10 12 teamers but we obviously toby plays a lot of 15s so he'll give you his thoughts as well on the 15 team realm of things but shouldn't take a rocket scientist to know who the highest and most added player in all of the oc's was that was Vinny pascantino was added in all 191 online championships as high as 444 and the beautiful oc's as low as one some league got them for a dollar i tweeted out i think i got him for like 33 bucks in one oc just to keep him on his bid the runner-up was two dollars so i could have been in one of those leagues where it was like next to nothing but some leagues, they, every other league I was in was at least like 150, 160, I think, or more. And that was kind of the standard. Uh, obviously, you have more for main events. But he's got three hits so far, one solo homer. It's the only RBI on run score he's got. We know what he did in the minor league. Big, big bat. But it's just it's taking a little time to get going. What are your thoughts on VP? Like I said, I just feel like keep him on his bids in, and I got him in a handful of leagues. But I wasn't, like, overly aggressive because either lack of fab or I'm just not that kind of person.
2: yeah. I, I only got him in one league. Um, I wasn't super aggressive with him. I, you know, it's interesting, actually. I'm looking at the projection and it's been updated since Saturday night, Sunday morning. His batting averages has gone up. I mean, I think what's impressive that he's done, he's got six walks and two strikeouts so far um this year. He's hitting the ball hard. The O swing is fantastic, contact rate is fantastic. He's already got two barrels, a max EV of 112.7. So he's kind of checking all the boxes. And I think that that's nice. He's hitting the middle of the lineup. The Royals lineup could be better, but you oftentimes won't find a better lineup that just gets a guy from AAA and sticks him in the leadoff spot. So I think there's a lot to like there. You know, obviously no speed. um, And the batting average, I want to say, like hasn't been like through the roof, right? In other places. So yeah, like 280. So like, you know, kind of tie 200s, but... I mean, the skills are all there. When I look at the projections, like the Bat-X has a 264 batting average, 10 home runs. It does have him for two steals. I don't know where those two steals yeah,
1: are. I was surprised there. to see those, 2 I'm like, who, yeah. what's going on here? Is Albert Pujols taking over his body or something?
2: It could be. Like, maybe one. We'll give, We'll give him one, maybe, if he's lucky. I mean, Jesus Aguilar did get a steal today, which on I the literally side, watched.
1: The, Roy- the, the Royals will run, run wild, so maybe they'll just let him run. Who knows?
2: They do. They do. Yeah. So I think like, there's everything to like here. And I think a lot of people went, went hard because we don't know when the next difference maker is going to come up. You know, we don't know when exactly that's going to happen. And so, yeah, like you got to kind of take your shots when you can. And with half the season left, he can do a lot of damage. He can help you out in a variety of different places. Not, not speed, but he can help you out in a variety of different places. So I can see why people were really aggressive. I wasn't that aggressive just because I like to have fab towards the end of the season. I like to have a lot of fab when those pitching matchups get a little bit gnarly in in September. And I didn't feel like I needed to be aggressive enough. There was a couple of places I put $90 bids in, I think. I might've gone like 112 in one spot where I really needed power, but um, not enough. Wasn't aggressive enough to get him. Um, And in, in my 12s, I put it for like, I think I had like a $57 bid or something like that.
1: Yeah, we'll see how he does. Like the dude was a beast. The Italian breakfast, Italian beef, depends on what you want to call him, was awesome in the minors. And it, it makes you feel like they waited so long to bring him up. They traded Carlos Santana. So it's his job for the foreseeable future unless he just completely tanks and something goes horribly wrong. So they're going to let him kind of get his ups and downs. Just like they did MJ Melendez. who started out well, struggled. Now Melendez has three home runs already this week. So maybe he's starting to figure it out. A lot of young talent there in Kansas City. He still have Nick Prado who we haven't seen get called up yet. So they got a lot to look forward to there. So we'll see what uh, Vinny P., the Italian breakfast, can do. It's going to be fun to watch going forward. Another guy in the Vinny P. ilk, Derek Hall, burst onto the scene last week. He had 20 home runs in the minor leagues and five stolen bases while hitting .269 for A Philadelphia. Got called up. He was added in 138 leagues, as high as 111 as low as a dollar. Had three hits on Tuesday night. Now hitting .304 on the season with three home runs. Uh, no walks yet. That's a little little bummer. But uh, getting the job done, he's hitting cleanup. He's basically walked right into the middle of that order, which is a big plus. And with Harper out, it looks like they're looking for uh, all to bring some thump to that lineup. And it uh, looks like he might be there for a little while. I, I um, asked the prospect gurus, and I got an answer from James Anderson on Twitter, what should we expect from Derek Hall? Because I hadn't heard much about him. And uh, he basically said he's Dalbeckian-esque, is what he called him. So take okay. that if it's worth, worth. But uh, what's your thoughts on Derek Hall?
2: Yeah, um, I wasn't that aggressive on him. Honestly, I mean, he kind of comes up, he hits three home runs. If he didn't hit three home runs, if he even if he even went like seven for seven, he was hitting a thousand, and he didn't hit those three home runs. I don't think people would have been like nearly aggressive as aggressive as they were. The projections don't love him. I mean, the power is there for sure, but they don't believe in the batting average. Little known fact, I picked up Derek Hall a year and a half ago in a 20-team dynasty league and I dropped him. Um, And I probably should have picked him back up because it's OBP too, but I didn't. So I'm bitter, but I, I I just don't, I just don't, I don't see, I mean, the the key thing for me is like, is a guy, if I'm going to spend like a hefty amount of fab on somebody, is he a guy that I plan to have that I see being bet, much better than kind of replacement level rest of season and replacement level can get pretty, pretty nasty, but there's still guys out there, you know, who have good lineups who are playing. So I, I didn't really see him being much different. And I, I think if we check back in two weeks, you know, if he's still with the team, he's probably hitting towards the back end of the lineup. And, you know, like you mentioned and ask, which isn't terrible, which can go on streaks, but, you got to have him in the lineup when that happens, and you got to be ready to take some zeros.
1: Yeah, I grabbed them in a couple of places again. Keep modest type style stuff. It wasn't anything crazy. It was the, actually I got him and Vinny P in the same OC for thirty three bucks each. Both runner up bids of two dollars. I was just shocked because Hall was going for more than that everywhere. So um, it was just one of those leagues where guys either were asleep at the wheel or didn't care. I don't know, but uh, my all was a little help for the time being. We'll stream. We'll move on. See how it goes, but. I'll take the Dalbecian ask for now in that lineup because the Phillies lineup is booming right now in a big, big way. So I'll take, I'll take my chances there. He's hitting right in front of JTR, which should uh, help get him some. Oh man, to see all those RBIs
2: well. JTR is going to get. Big time, big time.
1: Uh, third most added player this week. Will Smith, not the Dodgers, the Braves reliever picked up in 122 leagues, as high as 103, as low as a dollar. Um, three saves in his last three appearances has looked pretty darn good overall uh, over his last month or so. Um, with Kenley Jansen going on the I.L. with the regular heartbeat. They're saying he's not going to be out for a while. We'll see. It's a regular heartbeat. He's dealt with this before. Um, so we hope for the best for Kinley, of course, who has been awesome this year. But Will Smith, it looked like it would be A.J. Minter at first, but Smith's kind of walked in there and looked pretty good of late. It might not be his job 100% of the time, but he looks to kind of have the, the lead on the situation. Um, so that's why people were aggressive on him. Did you grab Will Smith anywhere this week?
2: I didn't. I had him up there in bids, but I wasn't super aggressive because of the news around about Jansen coming back. And obviously, it's an regular heartbeat. You want to take that super seriously. But it sounds like Kenley is is doing that. Um, and so you know, and and he'll be back. There's a little bit of question. You know, AJ Minter was so good. Um, like, who is going to get? Is he? Is Smith going to get regular playing time? But it was enough. Like, where a week was worth like ten bucks or something like that. So I threw those bids out on him. When you look at the underlying numbers, you know the thing that stands out is the WHIP. Like he's always had a pretty strong WHIP, or or most of the time, you know. Um, But at least in recent memory, but the walk rate is is sky high. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure why necessarily. You know, the zone percentage is down a little bit. First pitch strike is right in line with where he is across his career. O swing is actually higher than it was last year. So there may be a little bit of bad luck there. He's not dominating in the zone the way that he usually does. 88.4% in zone contact rate. K minus walk rate is only 11.2%. So there's something going on there, not capturing the numbers. Don't know if he's just getting unlucky or what's going on. The home runs are an issue, but they always have been, you know, in four straight years of one, three, eight or higher. Um, home run per nine, but generally he wasn't walking guys as frequently. So it's a little bit less of an issue. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's fine. He's just, you know, a rental guy until Kenley's back though, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. My my biggest question was like what you mentioned. The reports were pretty positive about Kenley, not missing too much time. So I wasn't willing to break the bank on Will Smith. That was my biggest thing. Could come back to regret it. We'll see. But uh, that's, that was my biggest concern. The Braves are winning a ton of games. So he's going to get chances for now. But uh, I was with you. I think Kinley will be back sooner than later, hopefully. And then Will Smith slides back into that uh, the uh, setup man, seventh eighth inning guy that he was beforehand. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. You say Kikuchi was the fourth most added player, ninety seven leagues, as high as thirty eight, as low as a dollar. Coming off a couple good starts there against Tampa Bay, and well, two innings versus Milwaukee. Okay, against New York, that was all fine and dandy. Gets the Oakland Athletics in his first start of the week, which always is a juicy one and he went two and third two and a third innings two hits five walks two hit batters and allowed four runs four runs and two and a third innings it was dreadful toby absolutely dreadful and uh people still have to stick around for one more start this week from you say kikuchi which is dreadful and i i fell into the trap in certain spots where i needed pitching badly so i streamed him and uh i paid the price in a mighty mighty way so Uh, What's your thoughts on UC? I knew there was risk, but I thought you could at least take care of the A's. This was a, uh, a big,
2: uh, oh no situation. Yeah. Big, big, oh no. Um, You know, you say Kikuchi's whip since he got in the league. Everybody, people have been really into him. I've never, I I was into him early last year. I was into him early last year. And then I kind of saw what ended up happening. He had a stretch there where he looked Looked pretty good, but his whip over the course of the last four years, one, five, two, one, three, zero, one, three, two, one, five, two. Now I know that people are going after those K's, right? Um, People are going after the volume, but you just gotta, it's just so dangerous. Like look back at, you know, I think he pitched against the Mariners and he didn't make it out of the first inning. Like this guy does not require good teams to struggle. Like, struggle against Minnesota, struggled against Baltimore, didn't make it out of an inning against the Royals, like Cincinnati. He didn't get to five. I mean, he's made it to five innings once in his last twice in his last eight starts. So four super low ceiling, kind of low as well. So don't, don't have you say kukuchi on your team sorry bubba i know you i know you fell into the trap it's All good. and it's i I, good. I did it earlier this year too so i'm just as guilty but don't do it people just give up just give up
1: it was leagues where i was not worried about my ratios because they're already bad enough so i'm like give me the innings give me a win do something and he couldn't do any of that so that was just like a complete like maybe go get a phantom IL stint and miss your next start let's just go that route i'll, I'll take the hit and just call it good in that scenario All right, looking forward to this one. We talked about him last week. Dean Kramer picked up in 92 leagues as high as $75, as low as one. Uh, We were concerned about the strikeouts, maybe not going deep. He went seven innings against Seattle's last time out. Three straight starts, zero earned runs allowed. Well, he met the Texas Rangers on uh, Monday afternoon. Four and two-thirds innings, five earned, four strikeouts. The Dean Kramer that Toby warned so many people about. How are you feeling now, Toby?
2: Well, I mean, I don't feel that great because people, Dean Kramer really hurt some people, you know, but no, I, you know, he is what he is. And the thing is, I think the thing is, I mean, you you go with these starts sometimes. And the thing that you just have to acknowledge is that you are, you're going with luck. Like you're rolling the dice. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it, I mean, Nick Pavetta has been good in some stretches he hasn't been that good in some stretches. The The skills aren't overwhelming. And I had him in like every single one of my lineups today. So uh, it's been an okay day. Um, but like, but sometimes you just got to acknowledge that you're going with luck. You're rolling the dice and sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. I was watching this game actually. And he was, I think he was clean through four innings or through like three and some odd innings. And then it was like, Hit after hit after hit after hit. It just didn't stop. And that's what happens to guys like these. When you don't miss bats, this is the danger. You know, um, it's the danger for every guy that doesn't have a particularly high strikeout rate. But when yours is so low, right? Like when it's 15%, 17%, it just makes it a real challenge, unless you have shown a, a demonstrated history of, of being able to do that before. So yeah, it's rough. I'm sorry for folks who, who added Dean Kramer, especially in a 12 teamer. I mean, guys, there's better, there's better out there. It doesn't matter what's happening.
1: Yeah, it was a rough one. Um, I didn't get much Dean Kramer because I got Yusei Kikuchi, so it didn't it didn't matter either way. Or I got this next guy who got scratched yeah. on Tuesday. So this gets even worse. He gets scratched. Yeah, and I haven't oh, seen why I haven't no, seen why I haven't man. seen why yet, so it gets even worse. But Mitch White. Added in 80 leagues as high as 77, as low as a dollar. And he was supposed to have two pretty nice starts this week. And he was getting stretched out. And there's some optimism there, especially from guys like me, who was a big fan. But uh he got scratched. So I'm gonna look up if that's come out at all yet. But I have not seen why. Um we'll start for them tonight. Uh, yeah, there's no, Pepio yeah, got the start, but I have not seen why mitch white got scratched that's the one no explanation could just be a way to ease up on starting rotation during the stretch of 20 games between days off that's all we're seeing so Uh, hopefully hopefully he pitches tomorrow and you just don't get the two start but yeah uh, it's a rough go for those that really wanted to make it happen this week
2: yeah what's so brutal about this is like is people were super smart right like you like people last week they they ponied up for him knowing decent start last week i mean the padres are the padres but After that top half of lineup, it's a little bit weak. Or actually, after like Manny Machado, it's pretty. I was say yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) pretty. Manny Machado's one man wrecking crew sometimes. But um, and then the two great starts this week, and so every you set it up correctly, right? You did everything that you could to line it up, and then it just doesn't work out. I don't know what his two step might be look like next week. I'm
1: pulling that up while you talk. I'm, I'm very curious now.
2: Yeah. So it's a tough one. I mean, we talked about Mitch White last week, so I won't go in detail. There's, there's not, it's not overwhelming, but he's a Dodger pitcher with good matchups. And so you go with him. I'm sure he would have been fine today, but um, yeah, yeah definitely bummer.
1: Because even if Pepio is pitching pretty well, but uh, if uh, the Dodgers only play five games next week, so his two step would, he gets Saint, at St. Louis in his first start if things go as planned. His two step wouldn't be till the following week. So I don't even know what that would be just yet. Or isn't that the all, I don't know maybe the All Star break so we might not get to get a two step for a while from Mitch White that just stung in a big big way but uh, he like I said last week he's more of a long term play in my mind playing on the Dodgers so hopefully hopefully that pays out because that's a stinger but yeah buy him a week early didn't pay as much so that's a good positive sign through it all yeah Isak Paredes still getting added everywhere for people I didn't believe added in seventy nine leagues as high as two hundred dollars as low as two. The low bid was more than Pascantino's. That's always entertaining. But Isak, uh, he continues to do it. Like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. He had three more home runs last week. Um, not striking out still. Like, the dude's producing, which is very, very intriguing. Uh, are you still uh, in or out on Isak uh,
2: Paredes? I know. I think we were some of the people who were downing, downing him a little bit. You Me more than you. Yeah, me more than you for sure. I added
1: him in a few spots this past week just because he was still sitting there in 12. So I was like, okay, I'll take it on. Let's see what we got. Let's go. Like, I, I was bidding lower on him because I'm like, I'll get him and let everybody pay for Vinny. I'll get Paredes and see what happens. And we'll see.
2: Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing. There's no, there's no real different story. We don't have any new data. You know, he's got 13 home runs on nine barrels. Um, you know, he's got maybe some batting average luck coming his way and then some... Um, home runs uh, going the opposite direction, but you know, you ride him while he's hot and he's playing every day and uh, Tampa has a decent schedule. I mean, they have the Red Sox to start off with, but nothing like super overwhelming. I think Pavetta is the best guy throwing um, uh, during this series. And then I think they have a, a decent matchup. Who do they have? Who do they have a second half? Of this, Tampa half Bay. Of this they week. got a, they got a big week. It's a uh, got at Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. At yeah. Cincinnati. That's one reason I really liked him. Great American small park. Big fan there.
2: Yeah. And then next week they got Boston again. And again, you know, you're talking about a depleted Red Sox rotation. And then then you have Dean Kramer. I mean, later on in the week, I mean, let's be honest with you. Like that's, that's just going to be a bonanza uh, right there. And he's going up against Jeffrey Springs, which means like clear devastation, which by the way, I started Jeffrey Springs and Nick Pavetta in a few leagues just because I was like, you want to know something? I just want to give myself that double chance at a win. You know, guess what? To didn't, didn't, didn't happen. Um, so yeah, with Paredes again, like we talked about him extensively last week. I think he's solid, but I think he's way more spectacular than he really um, should be. And I think one of the biases, like that, I've been thinking about a lot recently, is like, like I don't know how to dis- I don't know how to explain it, but it's like when you, um, it's like you remember things, you remember things. You remember things that exist more than the absence of those things. If, okay. if that, I get, if that I get makes what you're sense. saying, yeah. yeah, because it's kind of like I think this happens a lot with us where we're like, you know, we have a guy like Predis, and he's in our lineup and he's crushing it. And that's all that's immediately in our mind. It's like, he's crushing it. He's crushing it. He's crushing it. And then you fast forward a month and he's the guy who goes who hits 150. Mm-hmm. But because he isn't, he's like, it's the absence of him doing things as opposed to like feeling that like we still have in our minds that he, he did this thing crushing. Or he's done this thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm doing a bad job. of. it. It's almost
1: like positivity bias or something or cause it's not recency bias, but it's more like a self-satisfying bias of some sort
2: our our buddy friend of the pod rob Pietro will know for sure exactly what it is the bias he's because he's 100%. uh he knows all the biases and he's talked about them on his show which is fantastic i recommend it i recommend um but yeah it's just um i just think that yeah those those are the guys like like think about it's kind of like what we talked about with um a lot of hitters that started out hot we still have that image in their in their minds that they're like really good still and then you look at their numbers and you're like oh actually like Man, yeah, they're has he not, done not anything that good in the last two months. Yeah, he he is kind of who we thought he was, right? Yeah. And so again, um, I think Paredes is fine. He's a great pickup in. Well, you know, a, right a now, fun we'll see what a goes.
1: fun player in that vein that's going to come up here probably in the next week or two. Of do I drop him, sit him, what do I do? Is going to be John Birdie because he's already starting to lose playing time with Joey Wendell back. He hasn't played in two straight games, and when Jazz Chisholm comes back, and if Birdie still, you know, is back to like his platoon role now. Do you keep him like 15s? You're probably still keeping him, yes. But those 12 team leagues where you got like the 18 steals or whatever you got from them is it's like, I remember how awesome those days were. Those were great days, but he's just sitting there now playing like three days a week. Is this worth my time? That's where it gets fun.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think he's injured. I think he's, I think okay. he was like, he had a bad week last week. He
1: stole four bases last week, but he hit like a buck 89. Like he's, he struggled last week for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where that one takes
2: off. Yeah, I read some comments about how their their lineup's just pretty banged up. That's why a bunch of guys sat on on um, okay. Monday. My God, that lineup that Marlins put out—I had horrific. I I got I put out Patrick Corbin because he had that twelve strikeout game. And when yeah. I look at the underlying metrics, like the the velo's way up, um, the metrics are a lot better. So I was like, Ah, Marlins. Eh. You know, I don't like the, I don't love the Braves start at the end of the week, but. We'll see, and um, he got Babbitt around a little bit, but God, still lineup, well. I have never, I've never seen a lineup that, that, that is that bad. I mean, their DH was like Nick Fortes, which I'm yes. not a hater on Nick Fortes. He's like, a he's a great catcher.
1: Shot, not a, not a, not a, not, a DH. <laughs> is not Yeah, DH.
2: Yeah, that is not.
1: I'm with you though. I felt really good about all my DC shares of Patrick Corbin this week. I'm like, yes, I get to use you again. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, we'll see how Ray Stark goes. As you said. Uh, next up, this is another fun one. I put some bids in on this gentleman oh, this week, yeah. it did not make me feel warm and fuzzy. But saves are saves. Hunter Strickland picked up in 71 leagues as high as $89, as low as one. Um, on Sunday, he might have lowered his price a little bit because he blew the save but got the W against the Braves two saves prior to that. Um, and he was he had about five straight shutdown uh appearances prior to that. So The Reds have been going with Hunter Strickland, former Giant, former – mentor, he's still a mental case probably because, like, just watching him, he loses it real quick out there. But um, right now, for now, we've said this probably a half a dozen times already this season, he is the current Reds' closer. So uh, he was on the docket for me for now, subject to change. What's your thoughts on Hunter Strickland?
2: Yeah, I actually got him in a super this weekend. And guess who got the win today for the Reds?
1: Did he get it? hunter senior. strickland
2: heck yeah hunter strickland. let's roll clean inning in the ninth and then the reds win by the way ladolo ladolo and
1: scherzer they both ladolo
2: i got ladolo 12 to 11 in a league in, a, in nice. an oc I was where at, i need ratio help so i was
1: adding ladolo the last couple of weeks
2: and i was like yeah. he's coming back he's coming back let's start adding him and it was beautiful for sure um so hunter strickland yeah you know. With these guys, you just always got to keep a temperature check on like what they're doing. And i dug in on Hunter Strickland. There's some things I like. There's some things I don't like. The thing I don't like, you know, the in-zone contact rate is not great. He's not dominating in the zone. Never really has historically, but doing worse that of that this season. Eighty-seven point seven in-zone contact over his last fifteen games. I'm not looking at the full season. I'm just kind of trying to look at what he's doing recently. Any like, pitch mix changes? What got stuff him like this that. role, basically? What did he do? Exactly. But then. You know, his O swing is higher than it's been, you know, over his three-year average. It's one of the highest it's been in the last couple of years. Uh, 32.1%. So that's not bad. Don't mind that. His K-rate's at 25%. So better than league average, not like your dominant closer K-rate, but pretty good. And then his walk rate is way down at 6.7%. So something he's doing has really helped him uh, do that. So he's got like an 18 and a half percent, you know, in zone or K minus walk, which is fine. It's good. He's got He's getting every save opportunity there. So I went with him swinging strike rate at 12.1%. Again, not the dominant stuff you want to see from your closer, but, um, good enough. And so, um, yeah, I, I kind of rolled with him in some places again, I know what I'm getting into it's, Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to be fantastic. It's probably not going to end good, but I'm going to hope that it starts out good. And then when all the bad things happen, you know, um, I guess it doesn't apply to pitchers, that bias I, I was talking about. But we'll see what happens. No, the, he's got the, the game,
1: Yeah. The streamable closers, a lot less bias involved. It's more like, OK, so yeah, yeah. we're done. Like pull ripcord now. Like <laughs> I'm with you on that one. But yeah, I added him a few. I cause I, re, I do remember like as a giant, he made you very frustrated, but he'd go through stretches where he was filthy, like a really good closer. He's got good stuff when he's on. The question is, how often will he be on? Good thing Bryce Harper's not around, so he has to no deal with that. But um, it will be interesting. I'm with you on that. And the Reds are like not a great ball club, but they're productive enough to get him chances as we've seen of late. So it could be a really good spot there for Hunter Stripling for the time being. Uh, Johnny VR is back folks added in 66 oh, leagues back. as high as $57, as low as $1 VR is near and dear to my heart and Mr. Bloom's heart. Like we talk about him, I think every week and um, the angels did what the angels do. They went and got a super utility player. Cause that's what they love to do. And since joining the Angels, this was his first game. He went 0 for 4. But uh, there sounds like they had him off playing third base on Sunday. And then he went 0 for 4 again tonight. So looks like they're going to give him some fair run out there because they went and sent uh, Tyler Wade back to AAA. So, what's your thoughts on Jonathan VR, who might get regular playing time again? And with regular playing time, he will run and run and run.
2: Oh, I love Jonathan VR. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it so much. Um, he's such an angels pickup too. And batting him lead off, like, yep. would Oh, think, it's wonderful. You would think,
1: um, they'd never changed managers.
2: Yeah. I bid, I bid high on him in all my 15 teamers. Cause I need steals. I have a main event that, that was doing pretty well before today. Um, today's Nick Pavetta start, but, um, uh, yeah, heading into today, I think it was 29th overall or something like that. And I need speed. I need speed. So a couple weeks ago it was Josh Smith. This week it was VR, 77 bucks, backup of 17. Ooh. Oh, man. But I wanted him. I wanted him. I wanted him. So I did it. I got him in barf as well where I need speed pretty badly. I think I went like 57 there and I got him pretty pretty easily. Um, yeah, I mean, he's leading off. You know, if you need steals. I mean, the thing about VR is like, People focus on the steals, but part of the game with him too is there's a little bit of pop there. Yep, He's a 15 20 guy over the course of a full season. Yep. So if yep. he gets me five and 10, like the rest of the season, like I'm totally comfortable with that. I'm totally fine with that. And he could be as a major difference maker. If he well, goes top, on a VR style order. run, top you know? of that
1: order with Trout and Otani and Walsh yep. and Ward, like he's going to score a ton of runs potentially. Yeah, potentially.
2: He could. He could. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. It's boom or bust, but sometimes you gotta go with hope for the boom. Yeah,
1: I'm, you. I'm kind of mad at myself because when he got DFA'd, I dropped him in a handful of leagues because I needed to. And uh, here, here's what happens when when things like that happen. I'm, I don't regret the move because of the move at the time it was the right move, but uh, this is the kind of stuff that stings from time to time. As he landed in a very good spot once again. Um, I'm going to skip David Peterson because we have a listener question. We'll talk about him later on, on the show because I get a good question because he's been pretty good lately. And he was added in 66 leagues, so we'll talk about him in a bit. Trevino, uh, we talked about last week, added in 56 leagues as high as 101, as low as a dollar picked up a couple saves last week. Um, he's kind of in the Hunter Strickland vein. I think we're pretty similar on that one. It's like them while you got him, see where it goes.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, okay. that's exactly it.
1: All right, uh, Jake Myers of the Houston Astros. He got called up. People are pretty pumped on him from his minor league production it was like worldly, but he's got some power, got some speed. Usually it's for a big average. Uh, one for four with a couple ribbies on Tuesday night, and since he got called up, he's hitting. Um, he's hitting uh, two seventy eight with a home run, eight RBIs, no walks. But uh, some people are very optimistic on him. Added in fifty five leagues as high as forty dollars. Thoughts on Jake Myers?
2: yeah I mean, I think this is like a really good example of a guy who you know of like how you how I think you should play 12 teamers. like he's a guy that you would love to have on your team for the next couple weeks because the Astros like this week he's already crushing it, but like the Astros have Casey for four followed by at Oakland and then they have at Angels and then they have Oakland again. You know, so they have Granky, Keller, Boobich, Blackburn's been good. Montes has been good, but Irvin, Irvin's been good, but still like, they're not like guys that you're necessarily afraid of. And Montes might be on the IR. Still Seth. I mean, Otani's straight nasty. <laughs> um, but then Montas, you know, Irvin, and then whoever, they're Angel Martinez, I think, or something like that. Um uh, or, or no, what, what's his name? A Martinez, is it? I always screw it up. I even asked a prospect guy the other day, what are you he make the debut?" Like I've never heard of him, Adrian. Adrian, sorry, yeah, I I only said that because I I actually literally have only seen a That's A Martinez, ever. yeah, a. As Martinez his name. everywhere. Yeah, yep. I've never actually looked into him
1: because he is A Martinez. Yes.
2: Yeah, he is A Martinez. You're right. <laughs> um. So yeah. So like, this is I think a perfect play, like where you throw him out there for that KC series. In my 15-teamers, you'll see I got a bunch of Chaz McCormick. Well, they decided that after Chaz had a wonderful weekend that they wanted to sit him for the first two games of the series. I'm hoping he gets back in there for the last two because it was all about this Royal series. You know, it's just – and you can see what's happening. I mean, it's just – I mean, I'm surprised the Royals are scoring so much, but it's just been gnarly. Mm-hmm. It's been a wild, wild offensive show, so – um, yeah, I think Myers is, is great. He reminds me a little bit of like Hunter Pence. Maybe it's just the hair. Yeah,
1: and, that's a good resemblance. Um, Astros, hair, the whole thing. Yeah,
2: totally. And um, like then we talked about him last week, but like, you know, over the course of a full season, he's about a 15 and eight or nine guy. So, you know, again, you're hoping that you get a little bit of a little bit of luck. He doesn't have a 62 percent ground ball rate, which is which isn't very good. So, again, ride it while you can in a 12 and then kind of move forward and pick up the next guy who plays the Royals um in an outfield position
1: so that's a good call good call um anybody else you'd like to discuss otherwise i think we should go to our fab results and then we have a lot of good listener questions we can really dig in on here in a little bit but it's it's like quato's please sacks tyler wells a lot of kind of streaky pitchers we're getting some love this week
2: yeah no no, nobody nobody to nobody to to add i think
1: all right let's talk about it what happened for you in fab this week about it
2: um all right, it was a busy week. A lot of ads had dropped. I have some teams that just had to move on from some guys like Jonathan Daza with, um, and not that he hits home runs or steals bases at all, but um, I've just been playing him when he plays in Colorado. Pretty and, much, Yeah, yeah now with Brian back though, he's pretty much done. Uh, so Chaz McCormick picked him up, dropped uh, Jonathan Daza, $13 backup of five. That has not worked out well. Uh, Jonathan Davis, I did not see what Davis did today. Um, probably not a lot. Uh, Jonathan Davis picked him up uh, for speed and uh, because he's playing every day with um, Tyrone Taylor on the um, on the on the concussion IL. Dropped Diego Castillo, who, despite hitting like five home runs in eight games, was relegated to the bench and a lefty only guy. Uh, picked up Adrian Sampson. Dropped Corey Knebel. Sampson has looked pretty good. Um, you know the skills are all pretty nice. Like red right round league average K minus walk. These are fifteen. So. Uh nice little swinging strike rate, good O swing. Um, so I went with him. I picked up Patrick Corbin, dropped Emilio Pagan, added Jose Suarez, who has actually been really good skills-wise um, over the last little bit. He's got Baltimore this weekend. So dropped Austin Voth, who I was hoping I might get the two-step out of, but he wasn't throwing enough pitches and wasn't as good. This one, this one hurts right here. This one hurts right here. Felix Bautista, added Felix Bautista, dropped Rich Hill. Why did I add Felix Bautista? Because he has been lights out. Mm -hmm. because Jorge Lopez blew two straight saves. He blew his third straight save on Monday.
0: The best way to learn a language, immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply.
2: Bautista gets a chance to save the game today. And what does oh, he no. do? Blows it. Blows the save Ouch. blows the save. I mean, this was like 3d chess. The stars were aligning like, for you. The pieces, you know, I think they were going to give Lopez the job back anyways. I mean, he's been so good. You can't just kick him out when he struggles for three, three starts after how, how, how good he's been. I mean, it's just regression. Right. But like Bautista has been really good. I feel like Lopez is a guy that they're going to want to maximize his value, trade him at the deadline to a contender bautista all lined up it was working out perfectly it was working out perfectly and it just it just didn't happen it just yeah. didn't happen by no this is they, those are the breaks yep. those are the breaks those are the breaks um all right next up sorry guys this could be a long one just because i dropped and added so many people by the way i'm really excited about my seya suzuki pickup Two two weeks that's yeah,
1: worked out so well so far yes very very yeah. nice so far
2: so added Hunter Strickland for 17, runner-up of 15, Drop Zach Davies, uh, who's on the IL. Here's another one. Added Jonathan Scope, Drop Diego Castillo. Ooh, $17. Like it. $1 yeah. backup bid. People, I tweeted about this. Jonathan Scope, there is no difference between Jonathan Scope this year and in previous years except his home run per five ball rate and his Babbitt. Those are the major changes that he's seeing. And since I inserted him in the lineup, I don't know what he did today. I, he was, I, he stole, he's stolen two bases this week already. That's good. In two days, two stolen bases. He was six for his first six in the double header yesterday. I don't think he has a home run. So those that, no, I still not. got that, that positive regression coming in his way. But today he scored a bunch of runs. I think he has like four, five or six runs scored already this week. Yeah. Two runs scored one for three. He was intentionally walked because he's so scary, um, <laughs> and a stolen base. So, like these are the. I mean, I, look, I like to toot my horn when I do things well. I also like to crap on myself when I do things poorly. Um, but like these, these are the these are the things that happen middle of the season that I just love. Like where it's like you know, and again, it's not a bad drop. I mean, he's been god awful. He was hitting eighth, right? So you had to have a little bit of faith. Mm-hmm. And if you've experienced all that badness so far this year, you just want to move on from him. But with him, I was like, look, it's like Justin Turner. It's like, I don't see huge differences between these guys this year and next year. And you just got to hope that that plays out. And that's part of the game. And it's easier in 15 teamers than 12 teamers in a lot of ways, because there's not much better on the waiver wire to begin with. So anyways, there, I've tooted my horn enough. Nobody else wants, nobody wants to hear it. But I did (laughs) pick up Seiya Suzuki in this league last week. So I'm feeling good about that. All right, Jonathan VR added him for seventy-seven. Runner-up of seventeen. Oh man. Well, yeah, and I will say one thing to my—I had him lined up for fifty-seven, and this is something that happens. And I'm going to be transparent here. You know, the tout Wars bids comes out, and I see yeah. somebody in my league has bid almost seventy bucks for him. So I'm like, gotta bump it up. Gotta mm-hmm. bump it up. Um, so, anyways, so I did that. And I was punished for doing that, which is good <laughs> because I shouldn't, you know. Yeah.
1: Tout Wars in. bidding's way different.
2: <laughs> I know. Um, Diego Castillo um, dropped him again. I added Bruce Star Bruce Gratterall, dropped Emilio Pagan. What's happening? Lining <laughs> up for Bruce Star to get the save yesterday. Let's throw him out in the eighth inning and have somebody else screw up um so that sucks I thought I had, was brilliant again the story of uh a uh, misunderstood genius uh Felix Bautista added him in my main where I need saves I need saves I need steals and ah couldn't come together in my other league I added uh, this is another main added Harold Ramirez 17. 17- Backup of three, Uh, Zach Davies dropped him. Harold Ramirez has been very good this year. Yes, very good. Um, He's playing every day um, right now. Uh, Picked up Gavin Sheets, uh, dropped Rich Hill. Uh, Sheets has been playing against righties. They have four righties to start off this week. Uh, So I went with that. Um, That's it for that league. In my OC, I did a lot of things. I added Nicola Dolo, dropped Oscar Gonzalez. $12 bid, $11 backup. Jonathan VR added him for seven, dropped Michael Chavis. Added Bailey Ober, dropped Marco Gonzalez, added Freddie Peralta, dropped Jose Quintana. The Quintana one's brutal because I have him in a main too. And I didn't start him this week because he had that Yankee start to begin with. It's I was great. just like, ah, this could go gnarly. And he just he he shoved. So okay. eat that, Toby. Um on in TGFBI uh tgfbi added gavin sheets dropped diego castillo and then in barf i got vinny p i added vinny p for 222 runner up 113 added uh vr for 57 runner up 22 i had i think the most money of people who were still competing in that league so uh and i am awful on offense so i went hard after vinny p there
0: Makes
2: how about sense. you what do yours look like
1: uh one oc I added lou trevino dropped tyler mcgill It stings 12 dollars runner-up eight added carson kelly dropped elias diaz six to zero added hunter is McGill coming back or he they moved him to the 60 day oh so 60 day yeah he, he's he gone on all my teams now I mean, it's it it really hurts. he's so good um hunter dozier added hunter dozier dropped orlando orcia three dollars three dollar runner-up um and then one player added in a lot of places where he basically fell to me I'm taking a chance due to the multi-position eligibility and the production of late with one Kevin Biggio. I got him for $2, no runner-up bid, and I dropped Nelson Cruz. I'm giving up on Nelson sure. Cruz, so I may regret that, but I didn't like anything I was seeing. Maybe I'm foolish, but we shall see. Uh, and he got scratched. Has
2: he, he been bad?
1: Horrible. Horrible. Like, really bad. Really? And he just got scratched the other night, so he might be hurting now. too. Who knows? Um, and another OC, I OCI. Kevin it's Biggio,
2: that, that feels like a personal attack.
1: Well, trust Kevin me, Biggio. I've been, I've been anti Gavin quite a bit too, but in my next OC, I added Zach Plesak, dropped Anthony DiScofani, $9, no runner-up, adding Kevin Biggio, dropped Tyler Miguel, $6, no runner-up. Um, other, my third OC, added Vinny P for $23, runner-up of two, added Derek Hall, $23, runner-up of two. I dropped Eddie O and Avisil Garcia. Dropping Eddie O might sting, but I was... I don't like the playing time there. And then I added Kyle Hendricks for $4 with no runner-up bid, dropped Anthony Di Sclafani. I don't even think I started Hendricks this week even with the two-step, but I added him just for to have somebody Why did he Sclafani. only go
2: three innings today, do you know? I
1: didn't see. No, I'm curious as well. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he didn't get hurt. Uh, in my fourth OC, I added Derek Hall, dropped Orlando Garcia, 46-21. to 21. Um, And I added Will Smith, the closer for the Braves, dropped Jose Barrios, $4.00 with a runner-up of $4. So that one felt pretty wow. good to get that one. So cheap. Um, to, to do another 12-teamer, I added Isak Paredes for $44, runner up of 22 dropped Oscar Gonzalez, added Vinny P for 43 no runner-up bid. Wow. Uh, Tyrone Taylor got dropped. Uh, one of my OCQs, I added Hunter Strickland for 7 no runner-up, dropped Alex Fado. My other OCQ, which I'm leading, added Vinny P, Dropped Eduardo Escobar, $23, no runner-up bid. Um, added Lou Trevino, dropped Jordan Hicks, $13 to two. And then the ones everyone cares about, Barf. Uh, added Derek Hall for $46, runner up at 22 dropped Ezekiel Duran. And dun-dun-dun, because dun, dun, you outbid me on Vinny P., and then TGFBI, I added Derek Hall for 56, runner-up of 17. Added Yusei Kikuchi for 12, runner-up of two. I dropped E-Rod. I dropped E-Rod everywhere, and that stings. But there's no story at all on what's going on there. There's nothing. It's yeah. just a dead spot, and I need it badly. And that, I, I dropped them at a lot of 12s already. That was our last 15 share because it's pitching so bad in 15. It's like a coming to hold them. I had to drop them. I didn't have a choice anymore. So that really... Really stung because I, I like Erod, but he was a mess and now he's been out. Who knows how long it's going to ramp him up? There's so many question marks there that I'm just going to e- eat that one and move on.
2: Hey, Bubba, can we talk about something really quickly? Sure. Well, actually, two things now that I'm thinking about. It. The first one is Hansel Robles got designated for assignment, Ooh. which is so sad. Which means um, someone will pick feels, him up. If he'll, he'll be getting saved in no time. He'll be, he'll be like an Anaheim or something. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. Um, And then the second thing I wanted to talk to is I took a look at the first pitch Arizona D.C. standings.
1: Oh, really? Are, are they good? Holy
2: crap, <laughs> Bubba. Of
1: course, there's no money on the line.
2: Of course. Uh, Bubba's <laughs> got a team with 129 points in that league, in that D.C. 129 points. He's up. He's 24 points up on the field. Uh, He's beating me by, I think he might be have double my score. He's up. He's beating was... me by 42 points. 41 and a half points. Yeah, so I just want to give a shout out to you for that. Cause that's a dominant team. And that's what sucks is if that's, if you have that in a DC, it's like an overall contender right there.
1: But yep. And it won't matter. And that was the one where I remember like I left that draft cause we did the first half there in the second half online or something like that. And uh, I was like, I have no saves. I have no saves. It's going to suck. I don't know how I'm going to piece it together, but it's working out. It's working out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so far so good. good. I'm going to get a free baseball HQ subscription. Can't wait, uh, <laughs> which I heard you have anyways. Um, All right, listener questions. Our buddy Yancy Eaton showed up in the chat, which started a whole thread of fun. But we're just going to get to his question. Hey, cuties, he must be talking about you. Um, What do your hearts tell you about Brandon Shane Drury replicating what he's done in the first half for the rest of the year? Is it a foregone conclusion he gets traded and the home park changes Zaps' value? Where do you think he most likely ends up? So what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on Mr. Brandon Shane Drury?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to think about like you know where he's going to end up. Um, just looking at just looking at like will he be able to replicate? I mean, the Babbitt seems totally reasonable. You know, two ninety three, two ninety four career, so that's nice. You know, his batted ball profile is slightly different, but like it's more you know fewer ground balls, so helping out the power a little bit. Hard hit rate is up. The contact rate is way up, you know, highest he's ever had in his career. So some positive changes and we're pretty far into the season now. So, you know, you like to think at least some of that is sticking. So I like that. He's got 23 barrels, 11.6%, 112.4 max EV. You know, the question about like whether he's going to be traded somewhere, it's a good question. I mean, if you're the Reds, right, you're you're definitely thinking about that and you want to do that. But I just wonder, I mean, with his versatility, you know, uh, he's played third base he's played second base you but know um, he's played first he's played shortstop yeah. yeah he actually he actually has not played the outfit
1: oh he has in the past i thought he did this
2: year too Wow. yeah he he has in the past but not this year the only thing that i think about is you know is he a guy that they like you know Mustakis is done i mean let's be yeah. honest with you he's been done for a little while so do they are they gonna be are they gonna be able to get enough for drury from a contender is there a contender that needs his bat off the bench and he's going to get them enough where, I mean, he seems like the type of guy who he's going into free agency this year. It might make sense for him to stay with the reds, you know, um, you know, on, on maybe a short-term deal, you know, to continue to show that this is the guy he is and this is what he can do. I mean, that's kind of me hoping, cause I also have jury. Um, but you know, I think it, I think what he's doing is legit. Um, yeah. I think what he's doing is legit. What does he have? He's got 17 home runs on 23 barrels. So maybe that's slightly high, but he's in, he's yeah, in a uh, ballpark that helps in him the power park. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think everything he's doing looks legit. Uh, whether it will get traded. I don't know, but I, I'm really enjoying having him on my team. That three run Homer that he hit yesterday, I think was, was fantastic because I was having a rough day and, you know, in a shorter slate, you know, and you, you get a three run Homer and you're like, Oh, pick everything's fine. Everything's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah um, just looking at teams that might be able to use them anywhere in the infield, basically. You could potentially make an argument for the Blue Jays. That's one. If the White Sox start to contend again, they could definitely use them because third base is a mess for them. Um, the uh, the Astros could always use more depth. But in the National League, if Ozzy Albee's injury is really bad, you could see the Braves going for him for second base. That could be one that they could slide into. And then one team you can never count out is – the Dodgers. That's mm. always one that can make a move, but I hope he stays in Great American Small Park, but the reason I mentioned those teams, I think all those ballparks are at least semi-decent for the bat, so I wouldn't be too worried about Mr. Drury because none of them are going to be as good as Great American Small Park. That is the best ballpark to hit in this year, even more than Coors Field, so they're all going to take a hit no matter where he goes. That's just the bottom line, so is what it is there. All right, let's talk about the next one here. If my phone will, there it goes. Mike Carter, the doctor in the house. What do I do with Jonathan India? And this is a great question because I keep running him out there. Uh, He was so banged up. He had the hamstring injuries, got it hurt again, spent more time on the I.L. It felt like he spent extra time out there to kind of get right. You figured things would be good. It's still been ugly, Toby, since he's come back from the I.L. on June 14th. Let's just take a little quick snippet of um, the whole setup here for mr jonathan india since his return from the aisle hitting a buck 54 with two home runs one stolen base two caught stealings and a 26 percent strikeout rate been dreadful they keep leading them off though but uh it's been bad toby so what are your thoughts on jonathan india
2: yeah let me take a look here i'm gonna take a look at what I'm seeing in the rolling, the rolling graphs now, folks. Here we go. Yeah, okay. how many members, game? How, how many games, games does he have play? in that during that period of time? I got it right here: two, five, eight, ten, thirteen, seventeen. Okay, seventeen. So we'll do a rolling 17 game average. I mean, the thing I think generally that's challenging with these guys is you know. You kind of gotta roll him out there, right? Like you have to.
1: That's why I keep playing him because he's so good on that offense and that ballpark. It's like Coors. Like you mentioned, Jonathan Daza. I was doing the same thing in 15s. You give me a week in that ballpark, you're playing. I don't care who you are. Jonathan India leading off for the Reds in that ballpark, you're playing. That's just the bottom line. As bad as it sucks, it's like yeah, you're running out there, boy.
2: Yeah, it's like it's kind of like telltale signs of of him still. Struggling with the injury, um, contact rate is way down. Again, not awful, but you know, seventy-two percent overall contact, pretty, pretty bad, yeah. And then eighty um, percent Z contact. The ground ball is way up, you know. So ground ball shooting up because um, he's injured. Hard hit rates down, you know. O swings right around league average. Um, great OBP
1: guy. He's just he's walking like four percent, five percent since he came back. He's not even walking.
2: Yeah, I mean. I think what you got to do with somebody like India is if you have the luxury of playing somebody over him, I think that that's fine. But the the problem is how do you, how do you time when he gets healthy again? You know, like, is he going to be injured the rest of the season? Potentially, right? Like maybe that hamstring just never gets better. Um, but I think more likely than not, it's kind of like spring training. You know, the Reds are out of it. So they're going to manage that injury well, but. You know, we had a shortened spring training. He got injured right off the gate. So he's really in spring training mode. And so the question is just when, when he gets a feel again, and when he gets a feel, like we saw what he did second half last year, it can be an incredibly valuable thing for him to do. So that is all to say, like, yeah, I think, I think he, um, I think you hold on to him in 15s and in 12s, you have him on your bench if you can. You try to you know kind of see when maybe you, you it looks like he's getting it feel for it, but more often than not you just have him in there. I have him in my lineups. You know, yeah. I'm just trotting him out there. And
1: I trot him, him out there too. He's one of those guys that I'll be stubborn with, and maybe I'll sink with the ship, but I'm not dropping Jonathan India. There's too much to like there. Like you said, replacement value wise, what are you going to find out there that's going to make it work? Maybe you'll find gold, but it's like as much as we even like Jonathan VR, I'd still play Jonathan India. So it's just it, it's it's a tough deal all around for sure.
2: Know what you oh. made me think of though, Bubba, yes. is Dido. Dido. I will go down with the ship. I won't, I won't, or is it I won't go down with the ship? I, no, I will go down with the ship. I was yeah. wondering where you're going. With that. Uh, <laughs> something, 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 and surrender. It's, it's music uh, out there. Fly OBG. white flag above my something. I don't know. I mean, this is why people listen to the podcast, yep. mostly to hear me sing. That's at least going into the podcast. That's generally what I think about.
1: It was a major point on the ratings and reviews, that's for sure. Um, little for those book of, of calm you, Actually, that's a has- good
2: point. For those of you who enjoyed that singing performance, please go to iTunes and give both Bubba and my podcast, both of them, a five-star rating and review. That's the we only way you're getting a Dido shout out. And singing ever again.
1: If, and if you want me to sing, you have to give rating reviews. Otherwise, I don't sing for free. Um, <laughs> Little Book of Calm, our buddy has two questions for us. First, when making add or drop decisions every Sunday, do you weigh rest of season projections, weekly projections, schedule more for hitters? Um, I'll give you the floor in a second because you, you're uh, way deeper faber than I am. But uh, I kind of bring my DFS into it like I've talked about. I look at recent performances. I look at matchups going forward. We talk about that a lot. Uh, you know, ballpark, set game series, weeks, two weeks from now they have eight games, stuff like that. So I, I like the matchups quite a bit. But I look on guys like, uh, especially in 12ers where I'm mixing, like I'm dropping and adding, dropping and adding. I just want the hot bat and I'm rolling. Um, to me, at this point in the year, outside of maybe a Vinny P or someone, you're not finding a lot of long-term guys. You have to expect you're adding these guys and you're probably going to be dropping them within two to four weeks. That's just the way it's going to go. Uh, so for me, give me the hot bat, give me the great matchups. That's where I look. But uh, I know Toby learned a lot more stuff. I know he's going to have the ball and all that goody out there. So, what do you look at when you do your fab for hitters, Toby?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a balance of all those things. Like, if a guy is good, is way better than than replacement level rest of season, then I think you keep him. You know, yeah. like there's guys like like I think a way to think about it is you have kind of your core guys that are in your lineup. You know, ninety five percent of the time, like they're they're pretty much always in there. Maybe not on you know, tough two game weeks or something like that, but they're generally in your lineup and those aren't guys that you, that you drop. Um, but I think it's nice in some instances, you don't have the luxury, but it's, sometimes it's nice to have the freedom of having a few spots that are just cyclical. So maybe it's like one outfield spot and your util spot, or maybe it's an MI or a CI spot, but just like trying to identify schedule. And there's like, you just got to think about it like intuitively as like layers. There's like, the first four games of next week, do they have a good four, four games next week? Do you have, is the weekend series good? And then think about who like in your lineup is going to be in, in each situation. And then like, is, does this guy have a good two weeks coming up? Am I going to use this guy for, you know, these next two weeks? And so, and then like that, that kind of informs like your fab bidding a little bit, like how much you go for them or when you go for them. But there's generally like just a lot of guys that where the matchup is going to determine whether they're good or not the four games or the five games in monday through thursday is going to determine whether they're usable or not and those are the guys that i kind of rotate through um hitter wise and i think it's something that you have to learn because i think i mean i and i'm by no means perfect on this at all but like it can it's hard to drop guys it's hard to drop guys especially ones that have performed well you know you're like i don't want to drop this guy like you know because he's been good but you got to think in like a in a long, in a long season, generally over the long course, like the projections are going to win. And sometimes you're, they're absolutely wrong, but a lot of times that's playing time or some new skill growth or something like that. And so just like, you know, the timing of it is difficult, but you got to be willing to move on from those guys that aren't rest of the season guys. And you can use tools like Razzball, you know, where they can give you that, you know, that information and look at the week to week, look at the stuff. Cause that's something that you'll notice is like, man, the matchups are everything like for 80% of the player pool. The matchups are really determining who's going to, who's, who's got a really good week and who doesn't.
1: Yeah, No, doubt about it. So it's uh, there's a lot of things, as Toby said, that uh, goes into your formula. But the one thing I will say is sometimes just don't overthink it because you'll, you'll spend so much time digging in on it. You're just going to get frustrated. So kind of do what works for you and uh, figure out what that is and rock and roll from there. Um, his second question, do you buy Gallo as a top 100 overall player 5x5 five five with OBP in the second half? He is projected for 14 home runs with a 320 OBP rest of the season via the Bat-X and 75% playing time. Rasball Player Raider projects him to, to as a player 83 overall in OBP within $1 of Taylor Ward. To date this season, he has been batter two seventeen. So he's been two seventeen on the season. He's projected to be eighty third in the second half in an OBP format. And the bad X has him with fourteen homers and three twenty OBP in the second half. What thoughts on Joey Gallo because I he's so lost to me. Like given OBP, he's a better player. Even this year, it's been bad in OBP. Like he's just bad right now. So, what's your thoughts on him? Like I I just want nothing to do with Joey Gallo. But I guess if you can get him on the cheap, there's a conversation in an OBP format. Yeah um <laughs> it's a tough one gal's bad he's been really really bad
2: yeah i mean i i buy it i buy it um look his k rate is close to 40 percent right now the playing time will be key to monitor but the contact rate is actually better than his career average you know the 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 o swing is worse than his career average which is interesting you know makes me think that he's pressing a little bit, but his ground ball rate's actually lower. Like his fly ball rate is, is, is hot Is well. His line drive rate is up. Um, His home run per fly ball is 10% lower than his career average. His barrel rate, you know, is 19%, which is right in line with his career average. He's got 20 barrels and he's got nine home runs. He's got 249 barrels in his career and he's got 167 barrels. So my math ain't great, but I think he's doing, you know, he's underperforming on his home runs um, for sure. Um, so I guess the major question is like whether, you know, he's pressing and he's chasing on pitches outside the zone as a result of that. But I, I, I can buy him, you know, turning it around a little bit like, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, if he gets a 320 OBP and he hits for power and he could go on a, a pretty good run there. Yeah. I, I don't mind having him in OBP. It's not, not a problem. Yeah. I wanted to but monitor the it. playing time closely because like, there's just such a narrative out there around him and how bad, how bad he's been that that stuff I think can definitely influence managers who don't want to be seen like, like, Oh, I'm, I'm blind to this very clear narrative that's developing.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you one bit there. Uh, Ryan Venancio on Twitter at then underscore armbarn. He tweeted this out today and it made me laugh. Joey Gallo is rostered in 66% of OCs, 12-teamers, and is being started in 34% of them right now. So it tells you where people still stand on Joey
2: Gallo. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like people who have Joey Gallo on their team in OCs are probably pretty That's close to last place, and they're not paying attention anymore. Yeah. So they're just cruising. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Not very not – Uh easy.
1: Steven Yeah, Stephen P says, might be a long answer, perhaps a bit nuanced, but some color on the difference between the finer points between Steamer and the Bat-X. I believe you referenced both when doing analysis, uh, how they differ and why they're strong. Well, the Bat-X uses StatCast. That's one thing for you. That's a big factor. And that's, to me, that's especially in season. That's real big for me. Um, what What do you have between steamer and the bad X? You're a much deeper projection guy, but uh, for me, the bad X is the Holy grail for a lot of the extra factors that um, Mr. Cardi uses.
2: Yeah. I mean, so the major thing is, I mean, I think that steamer uses Statcast, but not in the same way. I mean, um, Derek Cardi, the bat X, the bat, you know, it's a proprietary system. So we don't really know everything that's involved in there. I know with DFS, like they include things like umpires that they're facing and weather and all of those things into the projection. So for DFS, it's really effective, but I think on the season long level, you know, it incorporates stat cast in there. I think the thing for me, the reason why I go to bad X normally with hitters and why I weigh it higher in my formula is because over the last couple of years, it's been more effective at, um, rate stats. Yeah. Yeah. And not just like, just like, you know, this guy's going to hit 15 home runs, but looking at the rates, the underlying rates. So like home runs per plate appearance runs per plate appearances, I think even in stolen bases last year, it was, it was better than steamer was. Um, but I think, you know, steamer is still a great system. Um, I use it in, I integrate it into my system as well. Um, just to a lesser weight, at least in hitting, um in pitching, I think it's pretty weighted equally. Um, steamer seems to be uh, higher on a lot of minor league players as well this year um than the bat X is, just like across the board. And for that reason, I think the Bat X has been better at projecting um how how minor leaguers are gonna do. So when it's all said and done, I I I move towards the bat X in um in hitting and then Again, I think Steamer does a great job too. And then for pitching, I think I weight them pretty equally. I don't think there's any system that's really kind of been uh, out in front. And Jeff Zimmerman wrote a great series of articles um, in the winter, you know, when we were out of season, kind of looking back at the projections to see how guys did in comparison, um, how projection systems did in comparison on a variety of different metrics and essentially found that the bad X is the best at rates atc is the best at projecting playing time um but that they're all uh, that the, the best approach is to combine them all into a system so yeah
1: 100 agree like steamer I, I do prefer a little more for pitching i'm with you the biggest problem i usually have with steamer is their projections for playing time are usually so far off so you'd start doing your own thing where you have to fact so then you have to factor in the rates as you mentioned where the bad x they're all kind of flawed in the playing time but, Derek gets it a lot closer. It feels like he's, he's much more in tune there. And then in season, as we said, like, I just love how he incorporates stat cast and everything else and do it to really fine tune things. Uh, so I'm with you on that one. All right. A couple more questions here. We got Simon P asks, uh, can you guys discuss the mess that is the pirates? So many failed call-ups, so many gross veterans who will be worth rostering down the stretch. Brian Reynolds.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Industry. Um, Vogelbach on a week where they face a bunch of hittable righties in Great American Small Park.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I would say, yeah, Hayes. Yeah, he's in a little bit of a slump right now, but but his, his metrics added.
1: still look pretty good.
2: Yeah, Uh, Reynolds. I think Jack Szuwinski is super he's underrated. He's awesome. I I can't I mean, stand
1: when I listen to certain shows like downplay him. I'm like, the dude's like leading rookies and home runs. How are we downplaying this man? Dude,
2: the guy has 13 home runs in 214 plate appearances. Um, and obviously, like, I mean, the batting average is low. He's also got a two sixty four Babbit. um, he's got a twenty five percent home run rate, but he makes a decent amount of contact. He's got seventeen barrels. you know yeah, he looks, he looks pretty max good. EV. It's not ridiculous, yeah, at all. like he's not gonna help you in batting average, but that's certainly serviceable in fifteen teamers. I'd love to have him in more fifteen teamers. Yeah honestly he was like one of those guys that just kind of hung out on the waiver wire for too long and no one believed I him. had chances yeah. yeah and I and I didn't
1: and now he's sticking because like they're mo- they're moving around so many pieces there and it's like now he's stuck and he keeps producing like Bly Madras is a guy I want to buy in on he's been like pretty good to come out with but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop there but they're letting him run out there but I'm with you Sawinski, Hayes O'Neal Cruz is going to be fine I'm not he's striking out a ton it's a little scary but I, his overall skills I think are fine but uh, Reynolds and Hayes would be the top two. I like I like your Swinsky call as well. He's he's pretty darn solid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I have Swinski in an OC. I have a very competitive OC and nice. I've got Swinsky in he's there. He's serviceable for sure. Oh yeah. I mean he's he's power. I mean, I need home runs. It's like my weakest category. So that's why I'm I'm doing that. But um yeah, I mean he's he's been great. Outside of that, it's really hard. I mean, Vogelbach, like you mentioned, has been playing pretty much every day, but it's still it's not the same level of power, you know, and the lineup isn't producing as much. So, you know, he's got 10 home runs, um, which, you know, is only slightly under, but, you know, we kind of have a track record of his 235 batting average is like the best he's ever had in his entire career. So Sawinski has a little bit more hope, I think, than than Vogelbach does. Um, yeah. And I think outside of that, I think it's tough. I mean, O'Neill Cruz, obviously – well, I have not been paying attention to him because I don't have him anywhere. But striking he's out two hundred
1: four, striking yeah. out a ton, a lot of strikeouts.
2: Yeah, I mean, but we all kind of knew that was. Yeah, but happen. you look
1: at all his quality of yeah. contacts and stuff. When he hits the ball, he hits it hard.
2: Yeah, I mean, his O swings is wild. His contact rate is wild. I mean, it's not that bad, but yeah. So I mean, O'Neill Cruz should be good. Like he'll give you home runs and steals the rest of the way. Like his rest of the season projection for the bat is nine and eight, which is beautiful. I mean, that's great. Yeah. It's great to have it. in a 15 teamer in a deep league. Most definitely. Uh, last question we have here is from my buddy Dave Petros
1: And here's the David Peterson question. He says, How real do you think David Peterson is? Had him in an OC about a month ago, never used him, dropped him, and he threw three gems. Got him back. Is he fringy for 12s or is this kind of a real deal? Uh, I have him in a lot of 15s. I have him in a couple 12s too. He's not a must start for me in 12s, but. This is a guy that showed promise from time to time in the past, and he looks like he's getting healthy again now. I think there's going to be some hiccups for sure, but I think he's definitely serviceable in the right situations. That's the layman's way of pointing it out. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think he's definitely serviceable in 15s, obviously. like You know, you're rostering him. Um, in OCs, I think he's a matchup play. You know, 60 strikeouts and 58 innings pitched. You know, the BABIP is, is about where it's been throughout his career. Strand rate is a little higher than it generally is in his career, but he's been better, you know, swinging strike rate at 11.4%. The O swing being higher is really important for him. 31.6%, but at the same time, he's not dominant in the zone, you know, Z contact. So that's going to limit the strikeout upside a little bit. And then there's the walk issues. He's falling behind batters 49.4%. It feels like that's, notable just because you know generally the outcomes aren't as good when you get behind um so he's doing pretty well on a pitch specific basis yeah the slider has taken big steps 26% swinging strike rate 44.8% o swing 83.8% you know z contact that's the tough thing is he doesn't really have a have a, an effective pitch in the zone that 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 generates a lot of whiffs um let me just check something really quickly i'm going to check his last five starts and just see he has faced the marlins i think twice in the last five and they're like the worst team in baseball against um, texas his last against sort of lefties so i think some of it's that um let me just see here yeah so even like over his last five his z contacts actually gotten worse 92 percent um, his O swings way, way off the charts, thirty six point eight. His walk rate is way down, 449 percent. That's interesting. Thirty percent K. So, I mean, the skills recently are looking really, really good. But the question is whether that's actually like a change. I bet he's throwing his slider a lot more. The sliders a lot more from what I saw. Yes. Yeah, he's he's up to slider percentage around like five or six percent. Um, I wonder if let's see four seam he's increased does he have a sinker yeah and he stopped throwing his sinker he he did all the things that you want to see him doing but he is like the one he looks really good yeah i definitely have him in 12s and 15s the only concern is just like that i don't love it when that end zone contact rate is high just because what it can mean is you know he has trouble finishing guys off guys have are better at putting the ball in play well,
1: if he's not getting the o swing he's got to throw it in the zone more and trouble happens
2: yeah well and th- that's the thing though is he is getting the o swing it's way higher so i mean like one, really if, one
1: if one starts he doesn't have the feel for the slider it's like
2: oh yeah that thing's about to happen yeah
1: but it looks good looks good i like it yeah, i wish i had that. yeah I'm, I'm happy to have him in a few spots so we'll continue to roll there and see how it plays out But. That'll wrap us up for this episode. Listeners, you guys came through in a big way. Awesome questions. Keep them coming this season. That's always the highlight of the show. Uh, any final thoughts, Toby, as we're halfway through the baseball season?
2: No, uh, Lou Trevino is in for a save right now, and I'm really hoping that he converts it. I'm really, really open, hoping he converts I'm gonna it. I'm going to put that game on That's, while I, I I'm just. This is how my mind works. I go from one guy on my fantasy teams to the next guy just hoping i need saves in that league bad and if he can He's really got solidify, He's got he can outs. really solidify that job bubba mm, i will feel good because i have rysel as my other guy and then in Trevino, so we'll see yeah,
1: that'll be good i'll take it but uh, we'll wrap it up there folks we'll be back to you guys next week with your week 15 fab recap make sure you check out toby on the twitter at batflip crazy i'm at bd and and as always thanks for listening guys we'll catch you guys next week